1: So earn more whether you're shopping at a gas station or grocery store, even while planning a staycation. Learn more at usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC.
0: Welcome to the East Coast Offense Podcast. It is brought to you by FanDuel.com. You can go to FanDuel.com, click on the mic in the upper right-hand corner, use my code RWPOD, sign up now. Special offer for new users, get a free six-month Rotowire subscription with a $25 deposit. You must sign up with my promo code RWPOD. It's more than $60 in value for just $25. Don't forget to use my code RWPOD, where every day is a new season. That's F-A-N-D-U-E-L.com. Sign up today. This is Chris List. You're listening to the East Coast Offense Podcast. My co-host is Dalton Del Don.
1: Yeah, I wanted to lead off as a few topics, and you can talk about jury duty and Bernie or whatever you want for the rest. But um, the first one is... Me and my, uh, a few of my friends have been in a, a, a serious debate uh, about um, the Warriors, and uh, I really want your opinion on this. The um, what odds would you give? Call it a, not the triple slash, as they say in baseball, because there's really only two two slashes. But I want to hear a percentage odds on your take of the Warriors before the Curry injury, after the Curry injury, and after the Clippers injuries.
0: I haven't really thought it through that much, but I think before the injuries, they were probably versus the whole field to win the, tur- yes. the title.
1: Yes, that's the first one, yes.
0: Okay, so I I think before before the Curry injury, basically before the playoffs started, yes, they should have been a little better than even money, 54% or something like that to win the whole thing.
1: Yeah, okay. right. <laughs> most wins ever by a team.
0: Yeah, but the Spurs in any other year would have had the, one of the most wins ever, and they still have to beat the Spurs and beat the... Cavs. And so if you look at that, beating the Spurs, like what was the chance to beat? Let's say their spur, the, to beat the Spurs, they were 70%. And let's say to beat the Cavs, they were, I don't know, 80%. Yeah, That's 56% total that they yeah, win. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And okay. then you know, the whole... their first They've couple gone... rounds, is right. it can't be more than 90-something percent, right? So you got to shave that down too, right? Okay. It's not 100% that they win the first two rounds. So 54 is generous. It's probably like 50, really, but... You know, fifty somewhere in the fifty to fifty-five range, and then
1: I mean, you know what they are, right? Okay, go ahead, go ahead. The, go ahead. And
0: then they lose Curry, right? And then their their odds go way down. But they're not, you know, in the finals they may have him back, and they may even have him back for a portion of the conference final. So then they still have to get through the Clippers, which who are really t- good, who are good, and that's tough without Curry. You know, then I think just to get to that fifty-five percent chance, you know, there's a 50-50 chance they lose to the Clippers. So now it's like 27%. Okay? okay. But then when the Clippers basically lose their whole team, you know, then that's sort of a buy. Now they're probably going to, they're playing the Blazers instead of the Clippers. So uh, that's, um, you know, even without Curry, that's probably like 75-80% that they beat the Blazers. So it goes down to like 40%. So it was like 50-55. to 55, Then it got down to about 25. And now it's like 40
1: Okay, I went 85, 15, 50 is what I said. And now 85 is obviously high,
0: Way to you, too high. But. Way too high. I mean, I would have easily taken 85 to 15, you know, whatever that is. What's More the than right 5 now? to 1. It's like 5.5 like to 1 to take the field. It's crazy. What take. do you think
1: the odds are right now to win the title?
0: Yeah, I said now it's like 40%, 35, 40%. It's
1: minus 125 they're still they're still favorite I mean it's so
0: so they they have it now as like you know fifty five percent or whatever, but right. th- you know those odds are obviously not true odds. it's probably more like fifty percent, of course, it's not true odds right, right. because you there's exactly, forty five fifty exactly, and they know the right. Warriors are so popular, so it's probably 45-50, I guess is what they're thinking, but the, the odds that Curry comes back in time for the Spurs series is. 50-50, right? And that's the beginning of the Spurs series.
1: And he's going to play with an knee brace too, right? I mean, that, that's a definite concern, no question. But I think I, the main the main argument that I was that we were getting in with my friends is more so. I mean, I understand eighty-five was probably too high in mind, but the one that I was getting in more so was the fact of how crazy of a forty-eight-hour change with the Clippers injuries. Like that's that's my well, man. I went from fifteen to fifty. You know, just just in the span of one game.
0: Whoa! Oh, you thought it was eighty-five fifteen against.
1: No, 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 I'd say 85 before okay, 30, then 15 after the injury, and then after the Clippers, I'd say now it's back to
0: 50-50. I see. So 85-15-50 is how you yes. had it. Yes, Yeah, I think it was more like 55, maybe I said 20, maybe it should have been 20, you know, 20-25-40, something like that. Okay.
1: All right. Okay. All right. So you doubled it, though. I mean, so you you are definitely – Making it a significant thing. Of course it's huge. I mean, yeah, right, it's, it's the right. best
0: player. It's funny because we had Andre Snellings on the radio show, on the XM Love, show right. this week. Love yeah, and Yeah. And obviously you know Andre. And he said by a lot of uh, advanced metrics, Draymond Green is better than Curry. And he's not saying he 100% agrees with it, but he thinks it's less of a slam dunk that, you, that Curry had the greatest single-player season of all time. That The fact that Green grades out better is – it's hard to say that even if if your team wins the most games of all time, it's hard to say that you're the greatest player of all time if somebody on your own team uh, had had a better year under a lot of metrics.
1: Well, they were outscored with Curry off the court this year, so that, that's pretty. You know, that's pretty. Te- I mean, that's not a perfect stat at all. But well, no, they but were outscored with him off, the, the,
0: off the, the court, plus minus or whatever it is, the advance, whatever. Well, no, but the, the off the court thing is kind of misleading because he was off the court. When they were up in blowouts by 30 points. Yeah, and points. On,
1: played like 96% of the time. with They were on the same. Right. They were and, sh- and then
0: secondly, the fact that they were outscored, they were up 30 most of the time when they took right. them out at the right. end. Right. And, of course, they, so they're up 30. They end up winning 20. They've got total bench in there. They don't care. It's just kind of running out the clock. But calculating all the combinations of, of players that are on the floor and how they do with and without both of those guys show that Green was better. And that's even including the fact that Curry shoots 30-foot threes. He went 40, 50, 90. You know what that is. That's the big Larry Bird stat. Yes. And he went 40, 50, 90. But, dude, the 40 was not 40. It was 45.4. And it was shooting from 30 (laughs) feet out half the time. Where the D is completely stretched out. Might be on any comfort zone. Because it's got to come out to 30 feet to go guard him. And then there's so much room in the middle of it. But even given all that. Which and all those things are priced into when Curry's on the court, Green under some metrics grades better. So it's interesting. We, I, I should actually have him on the podcast to, to actually articulate better than I am.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, you're, you're going a whole different rabbit hole because I love Green more than more than anyone. But um, okay. we'll, let's move on real quick. Okay. Though I, I have one question though. Could you guess? I hope you haven't looked. What do you think the odds are? The Spurs versus OKC.
0: I mean, I would think the Spurs were a. 70 30 favorite so like minus 200 so minus 305 wow so the 75 25 insane right like but, like, but again what's okc they're probably
1: 45 so their true line's what 275
0: yeah so i'm pretty close when i said 70
1: 30 yeah uh, that still to me is a little bit more than i expected i got to say i I'm, i might lay down a few on that that seems... uh, you might
0: go money line and okc yeah i mean that seems pretty high i mean I but oh um... man i the, the spurs you realize in any other year, this would be oh, a prohibited favorite. <laughs> this is one of the greatest teams of all time. And OKC is so flawed.
1: Yeah. No, I understand. I understand. And they're a terrible coach and all that. I get it. I get it. But still, that, seem, I mean, that seems pretty high. But yeah, I hear you. I hear you. Spurs are going to win. Spurs will win.
0: Yeah. All all right, right, so I, I just it's think basketball, it's, a, it's just disappointing that the Clippers lose know, Paul hey, and Griffin. Yeah, and then now Golden State is playing without Kurt. I mean, I just... You want to see the showdowns, man. I mean, you know, I would like to see Paul and Griffin going against the Warriors. Would it, would it be a sweep? You know, how close would it be? And then seeing how they perform against a very tough team, then the Spurs. Curry's 100% healthy. The Spurs throw everything they have at him. It's really disappointing. And I like to blame somebody usually, but injuries are just injuries. And it's not even the long season because they're both freak injuries. They're all – it wasn't – you know, Curry slipped and Paul hurt his hand. I mean, they, they nothing really to do with uh, – that, the 80-game season.
1: I'm just super glad that Curry got hurt um, at, in the playoffs and not, like, trying to get that 73rd win. That would have right. frustrated me. People would have been just kept talking about that. But, obviously, actually, I'm not super glad. I mean, <laughs> less time to recover. But, yeah, the injuries totally suck. But one thing I also want to complain about is people complaining about the NBA being too obvious in round one. And it's like, I get it. I understand that. The home teams um, you typically win other other than, let's like, say, the NHL or, or, or NFL. But at the same time, doesn't that make the next rounds better? You know what I mean? Like the, the, the juggernauts face each other. You know, wouldn't, wouldn't you prefer that in a way?
0: Well, then why not just eliminate the first round? Why not just have well, that, eight teams make the playoffs and right. have the juggernauts play each well, other yeah, right Well, you should
1: have more than half the teams in the league make the playoffs. I agree.
0: It's stupid. I mean, there really should be – or it should be, you know, four teams get a bye and then eight more teams play each other in the first round. And so there's 12 teams make it instead of 16. 16 is fucking stupid. Yeah. It's too many. I mean, I understand the West is so – you know, that all the teams in the West are pretty good that make it. But even so, it's just stupid. And it makes it so long after an 82-game season, which is it's already too long. Out. you got to get four seven-game series. It's just, yeah. come on, man. It's just give up a little of the money and make the league better. So I, I understand that. But you're right. The alternative, I mean, the solution is obviously just have three rounds or have some buys. But the alternative, you know, hockey or baseball, where it's totally random who wins in the first round exactly, exactly. is just – it's just ridiculous. It's if you want to give me like serious odds on the weakest team, fine. I mean, just once you get in the playoffs and baseball, it's, it's just crazy. Anything can happen.
1: Totally. All right. Okay. Let's move on from, uh, from hoops. Um, I'm, a. Uh... Really, really just distraught over this Curry injury, though. I mean, when he does return, he's going to have a knee brace, and it just sucks, but whatever. I mean, one thing is, I will say this, is, like, they're, they're not going to be, like, disparaged in history, though, even if, they, even if they don't win. I mean, they won 73 games. What are you going to do? I mean, the best player in the league got hurt, right? I mean, what? I'll I mean, disparage
0: them. They're garbage. Okay.
1: <laughs> well, you're an asshole. But um, All right, so um, what uh, my next question to you is, uh, do you care about the NFL draft?
0: Uh, no, I don't care at all. I, I think it's one of the stupidest things. Uh, I, I mean, obviously it has to happen, but to me, they should just happen in a room with no media. And at the end, they just email out the results. Oh, wow. Here's, here's what happened. Great to know. Okay. Now I know who's on what team, the whole idea that this is an event. It's not an event. It's just an information thing. It's just information. We need to know the information. And I was talking about this on the XM show. All these fucking guys coming up and hugging Roger Goodell. Roger Goodell is the enemy. He represents the owners. The owners are the guys who make it so that you don't have guaranteed contracts. And then when you get brain damage and you're broke, they don't want to pay for your health insurance. Don't want to hug that guy. That guy's a douchebag. That guy has suspended uh, Josh Gordon for having trace amounts of weed in his blood and smoking weed in college. This guy is and he's a cocktail not your friend. A he's the enemy.
1: You had a cocktail on a flight, too.
0: Yeah. I mean, this guy is the enemy. He's a douchebag, and he's and he's totally he's looking out for the opposite of your interests. Don't hug him when you get drafted. And I was saying, you know, give the dude the Heisman up on the stage, and if you've won the Heisman, even better. And then you know, you give him the Heisman, and you actually won the Heisman. So, like, you're
1: going to pay attention at all tonight? Like, no, tomorrow.
0: Like- I mean, I'm interested to know who went where. Obviously, I'm a big football fan, in spite of the horrific corporate sub you know structure that it belong that belongs to it, but. I don't care about the actual event itself. is just like LeBron announcing his departure to Miami that time. Who cares about the announcement and the event? Just tell us where you're going. Just, just have, email it out. Email somebody. Email somebody the results. I went to the draft live in 2009 because I was in New York for my 20th high school reunion. Well,
1: that had to be terribly boring.
0: Oh, it's horrible. You're just sitting there doing nothing. And you're waiting 15 minutes. Could you imagine a fantasy draft that it took yeah, 15 it down minutes? Yeah, it's down to
1: 10 now, but still, yeah. It's, it's down to 10. It's down to 10 Even minutes. Even so,
0: you know, if the draft were 30 seconds, it'd be <laughs> awesome. 30 seconds <laughs> right. a pick. People would have to think on their feet. 10 minutes with the whole crew of professionals, billion-dollar organization.
1: Yeah, I know. I hear you. And it's funny. It's It, it actually is ironic that the teams – like, it's the first time the Niners have picked top seven for me in a long time. But because they're so horribly ran with – jed york i don't i don't even care like it's just funny when, you know if they pick early you'd think you'd be more excited but just the fact that they had such a bad year it's just so frustrating hey, did you see jpp's uh recent photos by the way
0: no of oh, his hand yeah no i haven't
1: seen it. oh, okay it's on sports illustrated it's um quite crazy uh, i will send it to you it's it's like it's it's pretty insane it's huh. it's 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 actually really 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 graphic um okay moving on let's talk speak-
0: so what is it good or bad what's what's the issue i mean is it I do you, mean, look, do you look at that stuff instead of pornography? Is that how, is that why you look at it?
1: Why must they be mutually exclusive? I, I don't understand that at all. <laughs> They're but not. i just, okay. Okay. no, I'm it's, just, it's, I'm, it's,
0: I'm inquiring as to the purpose that it serves for you.
1: Okay. Well, I just came across it. It was on a sports illustrated oh. article that he went and he, and he decided to, to share some graphic, uh, personal photos and man, man, it's, it's very, very severe, uh-huh. um, so, so sticking with football real quick, uh, let's talk about our um, League of Leagues trade uh, with Lamar Miller that you did all on your own without any uh, inquiry by myself. So, so so, talk about it.
0: Yeah, it was weird. I kind of thought I had uh, your consent for that, but maybe I didn't. <laughs> uh, so what happened was uh, Brad Evans came to us and offered, they had three catchers who were viable. We had Deonor Navarro, who I actually don't even think is that bad, but no, he's he like not. 20
1: at bats or something.
0: Yeah, I, I don't think he's great. And yeah, catcher, he's a two he's, catcher two It's a two catcher league. And we have Brian McCann. It's an OP, OPB league. So um, he's obviously solid. And so we needed a catcher and they offered us one for a wide receiver, but wide receivers are the one thing you don't trade in football. They're the, they're the one position that's somewhat reliable. Andrew Luck should be back. So we don't want to trade Hilton. We have Julio Jones. We're not trading him. And and Calvin we lost.
1: retired. Calvin retired. And
0: Calvin retired. Unfortunately, we have Jordan Reed though, who's kind of the tight end equivalent. So that that really helps. So we're we're set at QB, and we have three really good running backs in Todd Gurley, uh, Thomas Rawls, and Lamar Miller, who we traded Jason Hayward to get down the stretch last year because we needed a, a running back for the playoffs. And so I traded um, I traded Lamar Miller for one of those catchers. It was Wellington Castillo and Yasiel Puig, and I threw in Marcelo Zuna who. Isn't a great on-base guy, and he's playing in a bad park. So we have so many outfielders, and especially getting Puig, I didn't really think we needed Ozuna. So I, it was kind of like we got a catcher and another hitter for Miller, and I did the deal. And then and I thought, you know what? We traded Hayward to get Miller. We got a catcher and Puig back, and I like Puig better than Hayward anyway. So I thought this is kind of a win. We, we used Miller in the playoffs even though he didn't do well, and then we got an upgrade. But what had happened prior to that is I had offered Marcus Grant, uh, who works for NFL.com, uh, Todd Gurley for a huge package of players that included Giancarlo Stanton, Max Scherzer, who we don't need, but we could trade because we punted starting pitching, uh, Corey Seeger, I think Adrian Beltre. I don't know. I can't remember the exact players, but it was a huge haul of players because he's out of it. And he didn't respond for about four days. So I looked at the other teams that were at the bottom of the standings, and they literally had no players that I wanted. So we're like four teams at the bottom, none of whom had any players I wanted. Marcus had plenty of players I wanted, and Brad and uh, Brandon had a couple players I wanted. And I thought, well, rather than trade Gurley, and Marcus isn't even responding, let's just trade our, our worst of the three backs, in my opinion, in a non-PPR um, and get, get what we need right now. And remember, the earlier you make a trade in baseball, the better it is because you have the guys for five-plus months. If we make this trade in June, we have them for four months. If we make them in you know, July, we have three months. So we do the deal. But then a couple days later, uh, Marcus t- gets back to me and says, oh, sorry. I was on vacation. I didn't get your email until just now. Um, I'm down to do that trade. And I'm like, uh-oh. Now we traded one of our three backs, and we could have had a lot more than what we got. And the trade would oh, also included S- Salvador Perez, who's you know, obviously just as good, if not better, than Wellington Castillo. So we would have got our catcher. We would have got Stanton instead of Puig. We would have got a whole bunch of other guys, and we would have traded Gurley. And so now I regret trading Lamar Miller. And the truth is, because this league of leagues, a three-sport league, two-year keeper, uh, is in its final year, you realize now, Dalton, that anybody with who, who starts fading out of baseball contention has no. There's no point in holding on any baseball players. And so anything good in football, they're going to trade for. But especially a Gurley or a Lamar Miller or a top two-round running back, it's like gold, right? So now that marcus got back to me i kind of regret making that lamar miller trade
1: yeah I, I i want to give you a hard time for it but in fairness uh let's be clear we basically punted running backs and and after our draft we we currently own Gurley, lamar miller and thomas Rawls. so so if there's any position in which you are going to trade it is that one but um i do want to give you a slightly hard time we talked about this on the xm show this morning Where would you have Lamar Miller, uh, you know, based on, say, everyone's healthy? You
0: Yeah, I hadn't really – let me look at my rankings on the site, actually, but I hadn't really even thought it through. I was just kind of like, yeah, he's got a job. Houston's offense isn't great. He's certainly the lead dog. There's no question about it.
1: And always been good when given the opportunity. Really good. Yeah,
0: but I running backs, you know, I I wonder sometimes. Lashawn McCoy was so great, and then he goes to Buffalo, and he's four yards a carry or whatever. But let us um, let me look at my cheat sheet when I have him. I didn't even look at my own cheat sheet, by the way. I just was like, eh, he's like somewhere in the second or third round. And I told I, you, I I have Lamar confusing. Miller right now, 19th overall, one spot ahead of Jamal Charles. But I could see moving Mike Evans ahead of him or Brandon Cooks or Amari Cooper, Demarius Thomas, or even C.J. Anderson. I mean, oh, yeah, yeah, 19th. So that's okay. a pretty valuable player. But football is kind of – it's weird. Any – Okay, so if you got the 19th – this is what's weird about football and why I think maybe we should trade one more running back. Even though a running back is one-tenth of your starting output, right? You only have 10 starters in football, and two of those are kicker and defense. So you really have eight starters in football that anyone cares about. So there's eight starters in football. And so one-eighth of your output is huge. And in baseball, you have 23 starters. So it's one-twenty-third of your output. So isn't a – Football player is so much more valuable than a baseball player. And the answer is obviously yes. But if you knew you had the 19th best fantasy football player, that is gold. But the difference between football and baseball is the football guys are so much less projectable, right, except for the wide receivers. Yeah, the 19th best guy is gold, but how do you know you have the 19th best guy? Just because he's ranked 19th now is not nearly as solid as being ranked 19th in baseball.
1: Right. And you could pick up someone in week 11 and he could be the best player from there on out easily, easily. And that, that won't happen in baseball. You know, I mean, right. you could literally pick up a backup running back who becomes a starter and be all the
0: difference. Exactly. And so who's the 19th best? I, I mean, look at the 19th best baseball player. It would be someone like Jose Bautista or Jose Abreu or somebody who's very likely to have 30 plus home runs and drive in 100 runs and score 100 runs. The 19th best football player, who the, who the hell knows where that guy's going to be? Right, right. No, I'm okay. Think about, like, DeMarco part Murray part last year. I mean, that was just like – I know, like, I know. Th- that was the 19th best player last year or whoever. It's just Arian Foster or whoever.
1: Yeah, and obviously I'm big on Puig too. I'm, I'm fine with the trade, but I will say this. Uh, but first I, of all, I, I, would, the,
0: I would undo it if I could right now because okay. – Just because right. of what Marcus said. But, you know, if he were just sort of checked out and didn't care, then – Look at the other guys' teams at the at the bottom of the baseball standings. They're crap.
1: Right, right. Okay. Uh, how about this? Let me give you a, a philosophical debate, just in general. Though, Lamar Miller or Adrian Peterson? Peterson for this year. Peterson. Yeah. Uh, in a non
0: PPR. In a PPR, I, I think you could go Miller, but in a non PPR, I would go Peterson. Yeah. Let's do a hundred. In non PPR. Yeah. Uh. Sure. Hundred bucks.
1: Okay. All right. Done. Okay. Marking it down.
0: You gotta email me. Okay,
1: we'll do. Okay,
0: all right. Okay. So speaking of, is that it? Because I have got something to, to throw your way.
1: Um. Yeah. I, I, I had one other guy. Oh, go on, no.
0: Go ahead. Keep going. Fine. Fine. That's
1: all, I just wanted to say one one thing real quick. Was um, uh, it's funny. Our, our our old um, speaking of bets, way back in the day, the first year I was in labor, I think like eight nine years ago, we bet um, Rich Hill versus Tim Lincecum. Yep. If one of them wins, the Cy Young. Uh, and you had Hill and I had Linscombe. And not only did Linscombe win the Cy and the Cy the next year, but Hill was sent down to the minors. So it was like the funniest discrepancy of a bet we've ever made. Right. But I only got the amount we bet, even though you deserved, to, you, you should have paid me like twice, whatever we bet. But Hill had a, cra- you know, a crazy finish last year. Awful spring training. Awful first start. But um, I was just reading a Fangraph's article that like his last nine starts have been equivalent or better than any of a nine-start stretch with Max Scherzer. And um, he's just, like, been crazy good recently. Have you seen the strikeouts? Like, I just wanted to give you, like, I I mean, I know you bought him in labor for cheap, right?
0: Yeah, six bucks.
1: So, like, wow, what do you think of Rich Hill? I'm I'm just, like, he's just fascinating, too.
0: As big of a discrepancy as there was between Hill and Lincecum that year. (laughs) Think about who's got the last (laughs) laugh. Lincecum is not even in baseball anymore, and Hill is crushing it. I mean, think of how crazy – that's what I wanted to bring up. That's why I brought it up. Just yeah. crazy, right? Just, just crazy. Uh, and I do have Hill and Labor, and I have him in one of the, Beat uh, Chrysalis online leagues. And, and and
1: hold on, hold on, too. Just, just uh, so, so no pitcher in according to Fangrass, I don't, I don't know if they use Steamer or what, it, what, what projection they're using. But no pitcher has improved his projected ERA or his projected fit since the beginning of the season to now than Rich Hill. Cindergard is too. I mean, that's crazy.
0: Yeah, you're saying a bigger improvement. The, from the beginning He's, of the year, yeah, because yes. it, because if you look at You're like right. steamer or something right, right. He, here 's the thing about the that whole Bayesian method of of calculating things, which it looks at priors and then it, it keeps seeing you know the data after you have your prior belief about how something will be based on past data, and then new data comes in and then it modifies, and that 's why it 's like well, a small sample doesn 't move that much, but interestingly, the more terrible you thought somebody would be before the season. Even the, the more a great performance will change more quickly than if you already thought he was good. Because if you already thought he's good, a guy doing great is like, you know, it's like Robbie Cano. He's hit a bunch of home runs, right? But you're like, yeah, I already thought he'd be good. So I'm not really, his home runs aren't really moving the needle for me. But if you had somebody who never hit home runs, if Ben Revere had 10 home runs the first week, you'd have to change immediately what you thought of him.
1: Right. But the other guys are Syndergaard, like Drew Smiley, Taiwan Walker. I mean, they're all really
0: good players right. you know those guys i think have moved the needle less than than rich hill because those guys were on a trajectory that you thought okay i mean hill was too a little bit because of how he finished last year but yeah it's it's cool i mean he shut out the tigers they're a right-handed heavy team of mashers
1: just a ton of strikeouts i, I got him in an nf uh, nfbc league too so i'm pretty pretty psyched too but i wanted to give you wanted to give you some credit for the for rich hill i just oh, thought that was funny well,
0: I, I mean i'm not oh yeah from from 2006 i saw it coming man i knew i knew <laughs> so, if i
1: just held out long enough i'd be to right get the prophecy 10 years ago yeah. i'm just
0: ahead of my time that's the problem right. Mm. all right so the other thing i want to bring up is we have a bet uh, of kind of a hefty bet on yahoo friends and family and oh, boy. it was 200 bucks and then the winner if someone wins the league, 500. And I hate to say it, man. You got off to this great start, and we were I was already like, man, your team's a juggernaut. This is after like six days we did a podcast. <laughs> now I'm looking, you're in tenth place, and I'm in sixth. And we're not that far apart. We're only seven points apart. But man, I'm in I'm in sixth, and I traded uh Maeda to to Barons, who's in first, and, and I'm regretting doing that. I told
1: I, you he would accept that too. I forgot what it was. I told you he would accept it.
0: Well, I offered it for no he no, he didn't accept it. I, I should have held out because he's cheap-ass, and I now I'm pissed that I didn't hold out. But I offered it for Andrew Miller, who has extra value in this innings cap league. And he turned it down, actually, because he's such a coward. And then he countered with Dexter Fowler. He made two counters. Dexter Fowler was one, and some other horrible player was another. I can't remember. And I rejected both initially. But then I thought, you know what? In the I have so much pitching. I have Bumgarner, Archer, Sale, and Lester. I, those are four of my first nine picks for those guys. And then I also took Maeda and I have Darvish coming back. And I thought, man, I kind of screwed up when I took Maeda because it was like the 12th round or 13th round. And I thought I wanted to have him on a team, but I needed hitting and I kind of, I didn't need another pitcher. And so after he destroyed the Padres in his first start, I thought this is a good sell high. And I got Fowler who's actually been very good and I needed runs, run scored were a weakness of mine and Fowler's pretty good. But, uh, Damn, I didn't know that Maeda would just like never give up a run and dominate field, too. in course field. In
1: course, yeah, in course, yeah, crazy.
0: Anyway, it was a, it was a fair trade. I, Fowler is a good was sort of a good get for me. and It was somebody who I probably that was that was like the kind of player I should have taken in that round, given the structure of my team. So I sort of undid the quote error, but it doesn't really matter about the structure if the guy's that good.
1: Right, right, right. I don't know what I don't know what you want me to say. I mean, I, I bragged jokingly at the time, and I said it was oh, too it was early. Jokingly. You know? Now, yes. now
0: it was jokingly. Of course. Do you know that Carlos Correa has has
1: three homers on the year and none since day two of the season? That's right. like we were, we we're like about...
0: Correa should have been the you know because remember right. I took Miguel Cabrera, you took Correa in the first round. I was like, ah, oh, you would definitely take Correa now ahead of Cabrera. Like three days later, you're like, of yes. course.
1: Yes. He'll I mean, be, so I'm pretty sure Correa all... will be fine. But um, yeah, he'll be fine. But it's just all so silly. And you have Syndergaard.
0: I mean, I... I mean, geez, how could you? How could your team suck so much if you have Syndergaard and Correa?
1: Yeah. <laughs> Adam Wainwright.
0: Oh, you, you drafted Adam Wainwright?
1: Yeah. I told and you and that a was a mistake at the time, too. too. In, a, in a league that matters with K's. I told nine, you that too.
0: was a mistake at the time, too. Do you remember you did. That?
1: that? That That. truthfully you did, yes.
0: Oh, God. You expected a 1.7 whip? No, but I just I – just, <laughs> how could you be so stupid to take him in this type of league?
1: Yeah, I know. What was I thinking? I know.
0: Man, what, I, 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 I just hope I don't win it because I, I feel very sorry for you if they cough up to 500.
1: Oh, calm down! No, I'm very confident. I'm going to beat your team. Your team's my team is
0: very good, and I just got Brantley back. My batting average, which is a weakness, is going to start surging with Cabrera and Brantley.
1: Man, you got Brantley. Yeah, you have Brantley Brantley. in this. All right, that's not good.
0: Yeah, my team's good. You're going to be. You're in big trouble. And now that Archer kind of snapped out of it, and Sale has been a monster, Lester's been excellent. So Bumgarner, I think, is going to be okay. I think my pitching's going to be fine. Man.
1: Yeah, well, Bumgarner is okay. I'm a Giants guy. His velocity is way down, but I, I, his K's are still way up. So hopefully he's he's fine. But um, I'm not too worried about it. I think I'll be fine in the, in, the, in our bet. I'm not too worried about it.
0: Yeah, it's so interesting. I mean, I know it, it's it's so hard not to fall into the trap of taking the start of the season so much more seriously because it's the only stats that you have.
1: It's so hard. So hard. I
0: I, I really thought I was beyond that. That I had sort of graduated from that kind of novice thinking. But I, I've really fallen victim to it a little bit this uh, this particular spring. I, I guess some of my teams aren't doing well. Like my main event team is not doing well. And I really like the players. I look back <coughs> at the draft and every round um, I was like, yeah, this is a great pick. But you know, how long before you start to think well, maybe it wasn't a great pick?
1: Are you still – what are your thoughts? Uh, very curious, actually, on Billy Hamilton. I see that you have him on this particular
0: team we're talking I about. I dropped Byron Buxton. I, I just couldn't.
1: Oh, yes. I meant to ask you about him, too. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah we'll talk about him. Um, so Billy Hamilton has shown little sparks here and there, and he was not that bad. I've talked about this in 2014. He was a lot worse last year. And, I mean, he's 25. I think he can carve out a skill set with, with his speed. He is so fast. When he gets on base, there's nobody else like him. Um, I mean, he just, it's second and third base. And Him or Dyson moving forward? Um, Probably Hamilton. I, I want to see that they trust Dyson as a full-time guy for more than a couple of weeks.
1: Oh, I'd go 50 on that.
0: Now, I don't really want to bet against it because okay. uh, I have Dyson in two places, and okay. Hamilton in right. one, and I have Dyson in the main event. So, you're a
1: coward, I got it. it. No,
0: nah, I'm not a coward. I just I, I don't want to I don't want to like just be betting on stuff like the Peterson bet. That's kind of a stupid bet. Like I'll do it, but I don't, I'm not like a Peterson guy. I probably won't own him this year. Okay. I just probably I just do rank him ahead of Miller because um, in a non PPR, I, I still think he's going to get you know all the goal line carries for sure and lots of workload and. And they're going to run him into the ground pretty much. He's
1: done. He's done.
0: Yeah. You think he's done? (laughs) I
1: I won't own him anywhere. Guarantee that.
0: Well, I won't pay the price for him, but I have him 11th in a non-PPR. Let me look at his – let me look at how he did last year. He had 1,485 yards, 4.5 yards a carry. I I
1: guess that's all right. He
0: missed a whole year um, for abusing his kid. So, like, he's he's like a year younger than he really is.
1: Right, right.
0: And (laughs) – and he's I like
1: the way you frame that. But well, yeah. that's, that's what happened, right? Isn't
0: that what happened? I I think he's he had 327 carries, played all sixteen games last year. I think he's going to be fine. He had thirty catches. I'm not worried about Peterson really. I all mean. right,
1: okay, okay. But go back to hyping uh, Billy Hamilton.
0: Um, <clears throat> Billy Hamilton, I I, I don't think I, I'm not like confident about Billy Hamilton, but I think that he's the clear starter at his position for now. And even if he only plays five or six games a week in the Yahoo Friends and Family, it's a good it's a good format to have him because I only use him when he's playing. Right. And in in the hundred thirty five games they give him, he's going to steal sixty seventy bases as long as he stays in the major leagues. So that's just valuable. I I think it's it's hard to argue with how valuable he is, and he'll probably score a fair amount of runs per at bat. Like he'll probably score seventy runs or seventy five runs in one hundred thirty five games, and. That's what you get. You know, he may bat 220, but I could see him batting 250. I think that's in his skill set.
1: Maybe. I mean, you know he only scored 72 runs two years ago and 563 at bats. I mean, the runs actually aren't really there with him. But yeah,
0: and, and the team is pretty bad now, too. But Really bad. And he's batting
1: to the bottom of the lineup now. So I don't know, man. I'm, I'm down on Hamilton, but... But obviously I, I wouldn't say drop him or something and the Steals will will definitely come. I mean he's,
0: um. he's actually drawing walks this year a little bit. He has got a two fifty nine on base on a one eighty four average. And that sounds terrible, but if he, <laughs> yeah. if, he, if he if he his true average is not one eighty four, it's two twenty at least, two thirty. So if you know at that rate he'd be getting on base at like a three twenty clip if he were just to be able to hit two thirty. I don't know. I, I he's twenty five years old. He may get better, he may get a little better.
1: Right, but also my argument would be, as Jeff said, I think personally, I just think the pitchers, he's going to get worse. The pitchers caught up to
0: him is what I think. Well, he's not going to get worse. I mean. (laughs) He can't get much worse. Good point. Good argument. Yeah, (laughs) he could hardly get worse. I mean, he stole 57 bases last year in 412 and 114 games.
1: No, I know. I know. The steals are definitely there.
0: So, I, I I mean, whatever. He he is a very specific type of play. He's like having a closer, you know. You right. can go all starters and not get saves. You can go all guys who can really hit and not get steals. But he's going to get me a lot of steals. So,
1: are so you, you, you uh, totally okay with Archer, by the way? We talked about
0: him quite I'm a bit. I'm not okay. Oh. I still think that the velocity was a little down. But I think that as far as pitchers go, I'm more or less satisfied that he's okay. I'm not – I would never declare him – out of the woods, I think with pitching, it's you, you're always start to start. <laughs> Almost everybody. Right, right. Maybe Kershaw's not, but most of the pitchers are just start. To, I mean, Max Scherzer has not been good.
1: Oh, I'm aware. I'm aware in NFBC. I'm aware. It's
0: you know, So it, you're always start to start. We, you never know. And it's weird because uh, there was this uh, Dostoevsky character. I can't remember who it was, but I just remember him saying something like, he loved humanity in general, but he didn't like any individual humans. And I'm like that with pitchers. I love drafting pitching early, and they've held up extremely well. Chris Sale. Chris Sale's been great. They've, they've held up extremely well over the last couple of years uh, compared to hitters drafted in the same area. But I don't like individual pitchers usually very much. They're all questionable. But at the end of the year, they seem to hold up. So it's this weird thing where I'm nervous about all of them, but I, you just got to trust that most of the good ones end up good the whole year.
1: Right, right. All right, I'm looking at your team, and I'm still confident. But, uh, yeah, it, to be fair, I, I was dominating at the beginning of the year, and now I'm, I'm, I'm down in this league.
0: You're in big trouble. I, I, don't, I think you're <laughs> underestimating my trouble. team significantly. I, I don't right, think you realize okay. what you're dealing with.
1: I, I think I'll, I'll be okay. I think I'll be okay.
0: No, I think you're in trouble. I, you're, you're probably missing some of the guys on the bench today because they weren't playing, like Michael Brantley and Matt Kemp. And Joe Maurer, by the way, is hitting like 320. And I think he's back to being Joe Mauer.
1: Joe Mauer? Yeah. He's still in the lead? Yeah, I know. Come it's, it's, on. It seemed Come like on. that.
0: Joe Mauer's hitting 316. Okay. Look at the strikeout to walk ratio. Do you know what a strikeout to walk ratio is this year? No, I
1: don't. What is it? What is it?
0: He has he struck out eight times. How many times has he walked?
1: Uh, 15. 20. That's pretty good. How many homers does he have? One?
0: Uh, he has one, yes. He has one hundred. <laughs> but was but a joke.
1: I mean, it was a guess. I mean, he's,
0: he's, he's got a four fifty nine on base. Okay. Oh,
1: that's not bad. Yeah, but this is an average.
0: No, team. I know, but he's batting three sixteen, and he's only scored eight runs because the Twins' offense has been really bad to start the year. But they're not that bad of an offense. They've got Sano. They've got well Dozier's okay. They've got um so, Park. They've got Park who's gonna who's gonna mash and hit a lot of home runs. I think Maurer. You play
1: Buxton. Don't overlook Buxton.
0: Well, Buxton after this, after a month or two in the minors, when he gets fixed. Okay, right, right.
1: so I don't. I mean, whatever. I mean, you give me our. But, but Maurer
0: play. scored ninety four <laughs> runs in two thousand nine. Um, well, he batted three sixty five that year. So let's go three twenty seven. He scored eighty eight runs in five hundred ten at bats as a catcher in two thousand ten. If he has a four fifty nine on base, which he does now, he or you know four twenty or whatever he's got. Um, he is going to score ninety, ninety-five, hundred runs, and he's going to hit three twenty, and he's going to have his ten homers and seventy-five RBIs batting third. He's he's going to be useful, so he's another guy on my team. Oh. I think you're overlooking. I, I think you're underestimating, my, underestimating my team.
1: We we need Mauer in league of leagues and on, on base percentage league. Jeez. Well, we could trade uh.
0: for him. We we actually need a first baseman because Park is all right, but he's not. He's not doing us any. He's not good enough for a first baseman.
1: Right, right. What about, um, what about Buxton, though? You know, um, I mean, you, you, you said before the season, his floor is whatever, the 30 steals, whatever.
0: No, his floor was getting sent down with what happened. No, so obviously his floor is getting sent Defend down, yourself. but his, his floor, if he played a whole season, meaning he wasn't so terrible he had to be sent down, was 25, 30 steals.
1: What did you spend on him in labor? 17. And now, and, uh, what, what are your thoughts? Defend yourself.
0: What if we did the auction again? When I spent seventeen, now i no, in the minors. No, no, that's I would not. <laughs> I can't. I'm not. I'm not like somebody we know. I'm gonna. I'm not gonna defend that. I would say oh. it was a. It was a bad. It was overpaying. But okay. but here's the thing. I'm glad he got sent down. I was clamoring for him to be sent down because okay. he wasn't gonna solve it at the major league level. He was just being overmatched. He was striking out so much. And I think he can pull a Rugnet Odor, who was terrible last year, got sent down, was great when he got called up. The talent's there. The Twins are completely committed to him. The guy's already a gold-glove level center fielder. He's already an elite base dealer. He's just got to be able to make contact and not strike out three times a game. And they're going to send him down, and they needed to do that. Like the, if they wait another week, that's just one more week that it's gonna, on the other end that it's going to take for him to come back up. So I'm hoping that he crushes in a triple-A. And figures out whatever. It's just hard to correct, it, you know, your flaw at the highest level. It, it you just right, it's just right. very hard to do that against major league pitching. So he's going to correct it against weaker pitching, and then hopefully get it fixed and come back up in in June sometime. I'd still pay like nine or ten bucks for him in, in labor. I just wouldn't you know seventeen is sounding like it was way too much.
1: Right. Do You know, uh, Rudnick uh brother's name is what is it? Rudnick Oduro.
0: Oh, right. I heard about that. That's right. <laughs> it's interesting. Yeah.
1: Literally the same exact name. Pretty funny. Um, all right. What else you got for me, Liz?
0: That was really it. But if what you want... Bernie? Are we done for? I've got done? no... I'm no, Well, okay. So here's the thing about Bernie. Everyone says the math. The math, dude. The math. And I just say the alternatives. The alternatives. I mean, it's like you can tell me the math and I can tell you, yeah, but what other choice do you have? And it's kind of like poker, right? You are now a huge long shot. The card on the turn was really bad for you, and now you're, you're drawn to a one-outer. But the pot is so big. The pot is so big. The stakes are so high that I'm still pushing all my chips in. Because what else? You, you, the pot's too big to fold right now. You can't fold. And I think a lot of the Bernie supporters are realizing that. It's like everyone's like, come on, fold. Get it over with. No. If, if there were a credible alternative, yeah, you fold. But you can't fold. You got to go all in. Because because the stakes are so high. I mean you're talking about global warming, you're talking about social justice, you're talking about campaign finance reform which controls everything. There's just huge stakes. You know, you have a kid who's three or I don't know, is Chloe three yet? Yeah, she's three. Right. I got a kid who's four. Like you just there's just you can't have these douchebags who are ta- you know, talking talking the talk and then taking money from the fossil fuels. Of course that money's paying for something. Everyone know everybody knows that. Nobody's you know, they're like, Oh point to a specific instance of corruption. Come on, they're not paying the money because they're stupid. They're paying the money for something. They 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 keep giving you all this money. There's a reason they're giving you the money. It works. The stakes are just so high. So to me, it's you know, vote in California. Convince everyone you know to vote in California, Oregon, Indiana, all the places that haven't voted yet, and. Hopefully, it gets as close as possible at the end, and the momentum is on, on his side. He's not going to catch her in pledged delegates. She's not going to get to the magic number. They're both going to be short. Right, and in the right. end, it's going to be, okay, the superdelegates have to decide who to throw their weight behind. And when you see that he polls so much better against Trump than she does – and by the way, I think that if they nominate her, they're taking a real gamble on electing President Trump.
1: Oh yeah. That's what the, that's what they say, right? Is that the, he, that Trump has a much better chance of beating her. Of than Of course. Her, right? Yeah.
0: Right. Be- because if you think about it, Trump has a good argument against her, which is that you're owned by people. You're owned by the fossil fuel. You're owned by wall street because she is owned. She's going to watch their backs. And there's really either you're going to take care of the people. or You're going to take care of the special interests. You can't take care of both. You got to make a choice. And if they're paying you all this money and they've raised all this money for your campaign, That's who owns you. Those are your backers. That's who you're going to represent. And so Trump's going to point that out in a way that Bernie, in a much more direct and uh, condemnatory way than Bernie has. And people know that that's all true. The thing about Hillary that's so annoying and her supporters are like, Bernie needs to stop saying bad things about her. It's not that he's saying bad things about her. It's that she is those things. He's not sliming her with stuff that's not true. He's just telling the truth. And Trump will do that and more, and slime her. But the fact that this stuff is true is very dangerous. She is a very weak candidate. I read this article by this guy. He said the last time the Democrats nominated an unappealing policy wonk who the, de- who the base felt no particular war- warmth for, it was Al Gore who got beaten by what he calls a veritable buffoon. Beat Al Gore. And everybody was so shocked that this guy who was clearly unqualified could beat Al Gore who was, you know, policy-wise knew his stuff. And it's because this is the, this is not the person to nominate.
1: And Bernie in a debate with Trump would be pretty pretty great, right?
0: Oh, he would destroy him. And 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 the thing that Trump wouldn't have the edge on Bernie. Trump can just say, "Look," and, and Trump is going to come off way more reasonable than people think. He said all this offensive, stupid stuff. Wait till you see the general election when he starts acting way more reasonable and comes off as a human being and is much more personable and knows how to talk on camera. It's going to be very, very bad, and he's going to be able to point out and be right about this. That, look, I, I raise my own money. I don't owe anybody any money. I can re- represent the American people. What can you do? You know, and she's not going to have an answer for that. And he's not. And remember, Bernie and Obama before him, it was kid gloves with Hillary. They didn't go. They, the, the Hillary camp acts like Bernie's gotten mean and dirty, but he has not. Monica Lewinsky they didn't touch that, right? I mean, you talk about airing dirty laundry. That's literally dirty laundry.
1: Right. So it's so, okay. So I want uh, updated odds. You now. get what
0: I'm saying about literally dirty laundry? Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. You know I'm not the going dress, there yeah. there. Right? You remember <laughs> about the dress. Yeah. I'm not. Yes. I'm, I'm trying to move on. But, yes. Uh, can you give me updated odds?
0: I mean, I think it's something like, you know, 90-10 or 95-5 or oh, yeah. is the official yeah. odds that, that she wins the thing. I, I still think it's – I don't think it's that dire because – it's it's not about the math she 's going to be ahead that's that 's just a fact she 's going to be ahead. But if he wins the last bunch of states and these in the polling as we get closer the, you know the Trump starts to become more popular than her, there may be some things some issues and then the indictment hanging over the possible indictment you know right. she 's under investigation everyone dismisses that but I have a, did I, did we talk about this on prior podcast?
1: A little bit, but go ahead. Elaborate.
0: Well, so Obama came out. I don't know if you remember this. was like a few weeks ago, and it was really weird. He came out and said Hillary Clinton's a great public servant, and there's just she did not endanger the security of the United States. And but nobody's above the law, and there will be no uh, partisan influence in this investigation. Do you remember that? Yes, I do. Okay, and I'm thinking. First off, what the hell are you talking about, man? How, how can you say that it didn't endanger national security? Before the FBI's determine determined whether it endangered national security. Right, right. Why are you putting your thumb on this? Why are you saying this? That's stupid. It's going to, even if it's true, why would you, and even if you knew it was true because you had some inside info, why would you come out and say that while an ongoing investigation was happening? Why wouldn't you just say, look, I can't really comment on that. The FBI will do its job. Why wouldn't you just say that?
1: No, I agree with you. I don't understand.
0: Okay. So if. You know he knows what's going on, that he's being briefed on this stuff. Of course, of course, of course. So if she were going to be acquitted, he'd probably say, look, you know, it's up to the FBI, and we obviously trust them to do their jobs. It's not going to be a partisan thing, and and we'll see. Because then she gets acquitted – or not acquitted because she's not indicted yet. But if if she were going to be cleared and not indicted, Mm -hmm. then he could just say that, and that would be fine. But let's say you're Obama, and you know they actually have something on her that she may be indicted. What would you say then? Yeah, no good. You would good. say, "Oh, I'm sure she's a great public servant. I'm sure she didn't endanger right. the security," because that ki- that covers your ass. It seems like you're a nice guy that you're not the one, you're not for her being indicted. It's just a non political, you know. It's that's what the FBI came up with, right? Right, right. I mean, just think about the like. I, it was just weird. Again, this is like me just wishful thinking, probably. But he comes out, and he actually, during an ongoing investigation, starts. What we call begging the question, the real meaning of that word, which is assuming the real, meaning, the, the real, whole,
1: meaning, the real meaning, the real meaning of the yeah. term
0: assuming that the whole point of the investigation is, you know, he's assuming the conclusion that it's that it, that it, there's not, nothing to see there. He's basically saying that, but then saying in another breath, nobody's above the law. That just sounds like BS. That's like, dude, what are you saying? Just be quiet. Let them finish. Otherwise you're making it seem like she's, you know, th- th- that she's going to get off because you've already pre-decided that she's clear. But if she was actually going to get indicted, that would be the perfect thing to say because it would make him seem like, well, I'm on Team Hillary. I didn't know that you, you – know, it's, I, it's a nonpartisan thing. See, I, I personally it – would, it would him in the Hillary camp would be cool because he, he'd be like, look, man, I tried to put a positive spin on you as much as I could. So God, no, I don't great. know. That's just my hope is that that is sort of a weird tell that something more serious is going on. But again, it's just – it's probably not going to happen. It's probably just wishful thinking.
1: Yeah, yeah. I would say so.
0: Okay, here's the question for you. Let's say okay. she got indicted. Now being indicted is not the same as being convicted. Right? Does she drop out? Oh, I bet she
1: no, not her, she wouldn't. I don't, I would be surprised.
0: So you, so you, so if she got indicted, okay, so she's a, <laughs> so it's so important to stop the Republicans according to them. But with an indictment, she thinks that it's more important that she runs than Bernie. Like the,
1: I, would, I absolutely think that would be the case. What do, you, uh, do you disagree?
0: No, I agree with you. But isn't that like so damning that you think that of that person? Like, that,
1: yeah, like And I didn't even hesitate either, by the way. Just, right. Yeah, that that yeah.
0: somebody would run with an indictment, you realize that what a damaged candidate that would be? She's already damaged. But if that – the investigation itself is damaging. But can you imagine how damaging that is?
1: Uh, yeah, it would be kind of unprecedented, right? But I, not, I didn't even hesitate. To she answer. would
0: be like, of course. It's, yeah, it's BS. Course. We'll be acquitted and go into the election and just who cares? <laughs> who, cares if we, who cares what I do? Anyway, yeah. I yeah. don't – I'm not going to vote for Trump. I mean right now the Clinton camp has driven me totally away from her. I'm not going to vote for her, and I hope they don't drive me to vote for him. But as of now, I'm not going to vote for either one, and I don't necessarily – I think it could be very bad for a lot of people if he gets elected, although we don't really know. Uh, what's going to happen because she says something and he says something, but I don't believe either of them. I don't, what they say doesn't mean anything in their case. Cause they could say whatever. I don't want to have to say, I told you so to, uh, the Hillary people. If, if Trump wins, I just hope that somehow miraculously, um, the, uh, we hit, we hit the Bernie on the river. We hit the hand, we make our hand on the river here somehow.
1: Yeah. Um, good luck. Good luck. It, I don't know. It doesn't look very well, promising uh,
0: again. You know, no. you, you, tell me the odds, the math. And I tell you the stakes. I mean, you could say, but the math. And I say, but the stakes. You got to call. You got to go all in. That's it.
1: Okay. Poker has
0: two. There's two dimensions to poker. It's not just the odds of making your hand. It's also the payoff. Should you make it or the cost? Should you miss it? Or should you fold? And right right now the cost of folding is too high. So if you're for Bernie. Sure. For sure. It's time to go all in. It's time to push all all your chips in. There's nothing to lose.
1: All right. Okay. I'm down. I hear you.
0: All right. So you're all in, right?
1: Oh, yeah, big time. Even yeah. though, my, by the way, my family is all Trump. My fam, It's hilarious. My, my family is definitely opposite of, of me.
0: Yeah, well, Trump, I mean, honestly, like once, if Hillary does get the nomination, and I don't really care that much in the fall. I, I don't really think. You really one,
1: won't even like even a little bit care.
0: No, I mean, I'll be interested to see how it plays out, but I'm not convinced that a Hillary presidency will be better. And even to the extent it is better. It may be that lukewarm incremental BS that doesn't get anything done for eight years, whereas if Trump wins and it's slightly worse or even a lot worse, he may be out in four years and when you, get, you may get a real progressive. Obviously, Bernie will be too old, but maybe get a real Elizabeth Warren or somebody legit in, in four years.
1: Right, because it's, it's very rare to just be four years. So you're saying he could be so bad that maybe maybe there won't be a, a – That's what I
0: mean, and, and at right, least right. everything that he tries is going to be resisted by the, progressive, the progressives in government. Whereas when Hillary gets in and she's making war in the Middle East and she's just paying lip service to climate change but really doing nothing because you got so much money f- from the fossil fuels, everyone will be like, oh, it's our team. We don't want to criticize her. That's what did happens when Obama some, does
1: stuff. Did you watch Bill Maher uh,
0: last week? I watched some of it. Why? Which, which part did you?
1: Oh, uh, the end segment's great.
0: Oh, about the, uh, about the climate change stuff?
1: No, white privilege. It's it's pretty oh, awesome. Oh, the white privilege thing. How, yeah, like, watch, yeah, watch
0: is, it. I did see that. I did see that. How okay, pathetic I, it is. I, I... How pathetic that whole thing is that people do.
1: I thought it was awesome. Yeah, yeah no, it was good. I thought it was, it was good really too. good. It was really good. But, but yeah, can you imagine, though, how fun, just just seriously, Donald Trump be president? I know. Just- it
0: sounds absurd, but I can't imagine either of them being president. Like, I don't think Hillary, Hillary's so disliked and so unlikable. I can't imagine her winning. I can't see her as president either. So I, I can't see either one being president. And that's what's so weird about it. That's why I just can't wrap my mind. I'm like, <laughs> Bernie's got to win because these two people and neither one can be president. But I will say one other thing. People thought Reagan was a joke when when he was running. Like they didn't think that was even possible. This actor guy, and right, right. now he's like Reagan's like one of the Republican heroes. And then George Bush, people are like this buffoon. This guy's not going to be president. So I think the left vastly underestimates the political skills. And I read somebody wrote about this somewhere. Maybe it was Glenn Greenwald. They vastly underestimate the political skills of these Republicans and Trump. Is not unskilled. Where do you where do you see him in the general? He's not gonna be saying that crazy, stupid offensive racist stuff in the general election. I, I guarantee it.
1: Right, right, right. So
0: all right. Well I think we're good, right?
1: We're done? Yeah, we're good. We're good. We're all good. Right.
0: This podcast is sponsored by FanDuel.com. You can go to FanDuel.com, click on the microphone in the upper right-hand corner, use my code RWPOD, and sign up now. Special offer for new users. Get a free six-month RotoWire subscription with a $25 deposit. You must sign up with my promo code RWPOD. That's more than $60 in value for just $25. bucks. do not forget to use my code RWPOD. FanDuel.com, where every day is a new season. That's F-A-N-D-U-E-L.com. Sign up today.